0: Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir?
1: Doing great, my friend. How are you?
0: I am okay. All right. So, lot's happening in the association. So, uh, let's dive right into it. Um, You got an article that came out today on TrueHoop.com. Everybody should be subscribed to that so you can read David's wonderful thoughts. Um, Chet and Wemby are beautiful dancers is uh, is the headline of the article. I forgot that that's what we just wrote.
1: I'm already on next week. I didn't even think about it. I tried to get in two days ago, whatever. Yeah. And there, 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 there is a
0: line in there where you say, we don't do basketball. We play
1: basketball. Tell us what you mean by that. I didn't mean anything. Travis wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Travis did a great job. So basically, it's a, it's a game. You know, I, I referenced uh, the old ball coach from Spurriers, mm-hmm. Florida Gators, and I uh, hope you guys hope you dance. That mm-hmm. was his big mm-hmm. thing. They, that was nine eleven. That was two thousand one season, and uh, it's just every week. Florida, if they lose, they don't. If they only win by twenty. It's a loss, right? And if you lose, it's like a hurricane hit. Mm-hmm. And so he, I, I, I think he knew already he was leaving, and he wanted his players to enjoy life more. And so the point I was trying to make in the article is the people that raised. Uh, Both as parents and then also as coaches, Wemby and Chet, um, they they got it. They understood that uh, you don't play basketball because you're tall and then expect to be great. You got to fall in love with the sport. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be a job when they're young. It's a job now, Mm -hmm. and it still needs to be fun. Um, You have you you got to you got to play the game. And big guys just normally run to the rim, get big. Run back to the other end, get big. Run to the rim, get big. Run to the other end, get big. Gain weight in the off season. Cause you're too skinny and stop dribbling the ball. Stop shooting the three footer. Like that's how it used to be all the time, you know? And the game has evolved so much. And that's allowed uh, uh people like the people running Chet and Wemby's youth career to just go play basketball. Like Wemby has this beautiful floater in the lane. Chet's got the dribble spin. Like you don't see seven footers do Kareem didn't do that shit. Correct. Kareem had some great stuff going on, but wasn't doing that shooting threes off the dribble, in transition, early offense. They're playing hoops. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun. And they have fun when they play. Um, it we'll probably get to Wemby and, and the Knicks, but he was terrible in the first half. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good second half, and they made it a game. The team has really been struggling. Yes. And he's been caught up in that too. Uh, uh, so I did a little – let me just throw this at you. Do you know who averaged – all right, so, so Wemby's averaging 19 a game. Mm-hmm. 44% from the field, 29 from three. Mm-mm. So here's a player that I think you would say is, is a pretty good player. He averaged 20 a game when he was a rookie, 43% from the field, 29% from three. So really one point per game difference in scoring, mm-hmm. uh, uh, one percentage point, 43 to 44 in field goal in the same three point. You know what that was?
0: you call him the Slim Reaper? I, gonna, I just said KD. Yeah. <laughs> he's pretty good. That's KD's he, rookie It worked year. out well for him. Pretty good. Now, yeah. he was younger, yes. to be fair. Yes.
1: He was a year plus younger. Mm-hmm. I think it was September, he turned 19 September of his rookie season, KD did. And Wemby's 20, I think now. Is he? I don't even know. I think he's, I think he may have Let's just see. turned 20.
0: Victor wembe Still 19. He will turn so, 20 on uh, January. So he's younger than KD. So like, mm-hmm.
1: come on. Like, let's just have some perspective. I don't mind the fans yelling and screaming, whatever. That's what fans do. Right. But as an analyst, let's have some perspective. He's got to get a lot better a lot of things. Um, but he will. There's no reason to think he won't.
0: Uh, two things that, that, I, that I made note of um, about Wemby. And look, he's a rookie, right? As you said, so he's going to have games like this. Like, you're not going to come into the league and be dominant from day one. That's just not and how there it are, works.
1: They're it's not a good matchup right. for him. They're big, physical. Hartenstein's their backup. Yes. Yes. These are these are brawlers, man. So,
0: so the first thing was, as you know, um, you know, pre-before games, players are often asked, you know, this guy's coming into town, what do you think? Whatever. And Mitchell Robinson was very <laughs> matter-of fact, like, well, you know, we played against Porzingis before, like, that's the approach I'm gonna take. I'm gonna get physical with him, like, and all the different things. And I thought I thought Mitchell played him well. And you had mentioned, David, that, you know, this league is competitive as shit. Like these motherfuckers want to kill you. Oh, yeah. They all are hearing about the great Wemby. So when they when
1: he comes into town, a lot of players are gonna to want to have something to say to him about that. And and as good as them is, he ain't Shea Gilders Alexander. So you can't do that with Chet nearly as easily and not give up points. Mm-hmm. You better be playing the Thunder, mm-hmm. or you're gonna, if you're just playing Chet, you're in trouble. Right. If you're just playing Wemby, you might be okay. Yeah. The other guys just aren't good enough to take advantage of that. So, so Vic, when Victor's got a target, as you know, I think he's not surprised. Mm-hmm. And I also think the media made such a big deal of them. I mean, I've been at MSG many times. <laughs> That's fine. Like, I, I'm the, the aura, or whatever. I don't care about any of that shit. All right, <laughs> uh, in Clearwater, downtown Clearwater, is where the song "I Can't Get No Satisfaction" was written. Oh. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Like, that's one of the greatest guitar riffs of all time. It was written in the Fort Harrison Hotel, which is now owned by Scientology. But you don't care. Whatever. Like, (laughs) I don't care about that shit, okay? Um, But he did. And I think he's constantly reminded of that. And that's not to say I didn't love games at Madison Square. I did. Right. But whatever. Like, I don't care that he did some good things in the 70s for a few years. (laughs) Um, I think it had an impact on him. And also, the league is starting to get to know him a little bit. Mm -hmm. I just talked to an agent the other day about another good young player who didn't play as well the last couple of games, last game especially, uh, and talking to my players, they're starting, the scouting reports are starting to get mm-hmm. caught up tapes speed. Out now speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff is there. And um, he's already played a lot of games in a short period of time. And that is not something he's used to doing. Correct. It just isn't used to doing it.
0: Yeah, because yeah. the, the French League does not play nearly as many games. Normally one a week, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you said was going to be an issue for, for Wemby was the dribble. And what's happening to him, David, is when he cannot see what the, where the other defender's coming from, they're ripping the ball from him so easily every yeah. time. It's because the dribble yeah. point, so, I mean, it's like taking candy so from high. a baby.
1: Yeah. And he, and he doesn't, uh, there's a reason why you don't let your child <laughs> walk around a busy street. Because even if they're old enough to recognize, oh, I see a car coming, and they'll adjust to it, they can't process the second, the third, and the fourth car. If it's a one-way street, much easier. Well, this ain't no one-way street in the NBA. There's cars whizzing all over the damn place, and Victor is still just dealing with the one car. There's no league like this league for athletes, speed, length, size, all of it. This is is all an adjustment process.
0: No doubt. Um, And so, yeah, you know, the whole headline was – Wemby's msg debut with dud it's like guys listen there are going to be games like this it is what it is uh, I'm, he'll have another game this he had a this good season. second half he had a very good second half we another game this season where he'll score 40 and everybody's like oh my god this is this is the reality of the nba right and when you're a young player trying to be good in this league
1: i know that i told you about the tom hanks video where he's talking to jamie fox mm-hmm. and all these guys mm-hmm. this too shall pass yep. like that's just you got to be resilient and you got to be humble. Those two things have to live concurrently in every NBA player's brain. I'm going to have bad uh, minutes, quarters, halves, games, weeks, months, months. Mm-hmm. It happens. Doesn't mean they're all terrible. Uh, I'm also going to have some really good times. And I've got to find that balance every day and and just try to be relentlessly consistent at what I'm best at, work on what I'm weakest at, mask the, those weaknesses as best as I can, and uh, and then enjoy life outside of the court. Because if you let that infect your life off the court, you're really going to have a tough time.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's for sure, and you can see again. You mentioned at the top like how you, you give both their parents, Chet's parents and Wemby's parents, so much credit. Like you, these yeah. kids love basketball. Like you can see it, right? It's not the classic, like, sure. "Oh, you're big, you should play basketball." It's like, no, you love basketball, and you also happen to be big and very skilled, right? Yeah. Which is which makes all the difference. Um, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, David was on JJ Reddick's podcast yesterday maybe the day before um just talking about a lot of different things and he made some uh interesting comments about the coverage of the league and i know it's something that that is near and dear to our hearts because this Mm -hmm. is what we try to do um and so this is adam talking to jj historically if you ask casual fans are you going to watch the nba finals they would say who's going to be in it and if you ask an nfl fan if they're going to watch super bowl they would never say only if the giants are in it it's a national holiday Part of my job is to take people who are fans of the game and by definition, create interest in whoever the teams are that are most successful. I think where we can do all do a better job, and again, I'm not just pointing to the media here, is talking more about the game. My frustration a bit, I think sometimes the color commentary in our game gets reduced to this team wanted it more or this team tried harder. There is this sense in football, in in parentheticals, that's what he then uh, makes comparison to, where the coaches are viewed as these field generals going out there with these complex schemes that in basketball, it's just about athleticism, that somehow the coach's job is just to get the guys to play hard rather than these incredibly sophisticated defenses and offenses. And I know that is music to your ears and you are singing because you say all the time, yes, it's a player's league, but it's a coach's league too. There's more going on than just dudes running up and down of court.
1: Okay, so I I did not, know we were talking about this until I saw your document. Um, It's not something you and I have been talking out there or anything about. Uh, I love this whole thing (laughs) so much. Um, First of all, to, in regards to the quote from silver about the super bowl versus the finals. Well, one of them takes 10 days to play out. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other one's three hours, right. four hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's be fair. True. Okay. I have a whole idea about that, which I want to get into. <laughs> Don't let me forget. Okay. Because I do think there's a good NC's end of season tournament. We should be playing. Ooh. If we cut the season down to 58, there'd be these games too. Um, but uh I got a, I think I, I sent you guys this. I got a text from my brother. One of my brothers, who used to coach with me, and a former player of mine is now a doctor, who sent me a guy. Uh, he's the head coach of the Dolphins. I want to say, McDaniel's, mm, or McDowells, Mike McDaniel's, mm-hmm. McDaniel's, mm-hmm. Yeah, McDowells is the play coming to America? Hamburger. Place. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend that movie highly. <laughs> so good. I saw it in the theaters. Oh, it was amazing. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, uh, my brother and my, and my former player said this guy reminds me a lot of you in terms of your approach to coaching. I had never heard of the guy really. Very nice compliment, very positive guy, whatever. So, because of that, and because, I, because of you, I watched that documentary, Quarterback, mm-hmm. and I was told that the Dolphins were playing the Chiefs on yep. football yep. on Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Germany, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was the mornings. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I probably caught like almost a whole quarter. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it down in football in a long time. <laughs> and I was stunned at the X and O strategy discussion. Blown! Away. I've not watched football in a long right. time. That is not the football that I remember watching <laughs> in terms of the analysis. Right. I was so happy, and I, I have a brain for that kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. like learning that kind of stuff. And I heard about Tony Romo and the stuff he does. Mm-hmm. I really like that. That is not at all existent in the way we cover the NBA. Correct. Our preview shows are abominable, in my opinion. Just being honest, uh, I shouldn't. I don't know why even anyone does them. They're just so super. They're just they're not good. And I don't know if anyone watches them for that mark. I, I definitely don't. When I no, do. I, don't. I put it on with the volume down waiting for the game to start. Um, but yeah, the the color commentary just, I mean, nothing. I love Hubie Brown. I I know Hubie Brown. Um, I'm not sure he's offering what we could get from either a comedian, which I've said before. Let's get a comedian up there. Just make us laugh. Or, or JJ's or,
0: really good when he's, when he's Amazing.
1: I, mm-hmm. I, I don't listen to his volume much, but certainly his podcast. So, I, I think I may have listened to one game. He's very, very good. I think I listened to him one time. Terrific. That and there's plenty of guys that could do that. If Chauncey Phillips didn't want to be a coach, he'd probably be great at stuff like this. So um I I think that that there's stories that we're not telling at all uh, uh, to our disfavor as a as a as a league. But it's a it's it's not fair to compare the Super Bowl, right, one four-hour game versus a literally. They play seven games in what? Eleven mm-hmm. days? Yeah, yeah. Potentially four in the first nine, mm-hmm. ten? That's just, yeah, it's apples and oranges.
0: And it's, it's also apples and oranges, David, in that football, the nature of the gameplay allows for breakdown and analysis in that way because of yes. the, the time between plays. Basketball is kind of constantly moving. You don't have time to be doing a, unless you do a box screen in the corner where someone's explaining well, things, you know, as like, it's happening.
1: Like, why do we have to have a full screen on every free throw? Agreed. I, don't, I wish we, I wish they actually get rid of free throws, to be honest with you. They won't ever do that. So we we, we all the time misplay because they do the hero shot. Drives me fucking crazy, <laughs> uh, as I've said many times before. But we have to watch the entire screen of a dude shooting a free throw, especially the first one of two, which right. is always pretty much two, except for an N one. I, that'd be a time where you could do it. There's plenty of break times, plenty of timeouts. We know that. Mm-hmm. Plenty of video review. Yeah, we could be – you just got to get people who can talk – quickly smartly about something yeah be pithy maybe david thorpe can do that mm. i do very well doing with the business <laughs> <laughs> you think the last thing i want to do is get, is get up on tv again. and yeah. fly it uh, all cool. over the country <laughs> No, thank you but before i forget so my idea would be yeah. we do a postseason tournament one and done mm-hmm. oh i like it with the i t- i've said this to long before the, the in season one uh henry knows ask henry cause this is 15 years ago or so Um, we should do uh, all the teams in the lottery and you're playing to go up to or to hold your spot. If you're, if you already won the lottery, Mm. if we do it that early or knowing you get the lottery. So, so let's say you do the tournament first and you're Portland and you're the the worst record. So uh, uh, the best, if you lose in the first round, the best you can do is third. Mm. so if you win and so but if you're if you're the, if you get third but you win the tournament you go up to like you can do, you come up with whatever you, you want yeah. but and just experiment let's see who watches the one and dones for the yeah. lottery teams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you might get some real fanfare there. well
0: we know right that what's borne out is sudden death right that uh, yeah. that that is the most exciting thing that people tend to turn on and watch as it relates to sports so if we can yeah. get that element I think it'll be great and I think you know, the in-season tournament that we're having, once we get to the knockout round, um, past, once we get past group stage, that's going to be a yeah, test we'll ground see. for the NBA to see we'll how see. Do the ratings go on those. And if right. it's going well, right. I think we're going to see more of that. Which And
1: and the league is full of stars on lottery teams. Yeah. So as an example, LaMelo Ball's team is going to suck, probably. <laughs> I think people want to watch him play. Yes. Right? Paolo Banquero's team probably doesn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think people want to watch him play And on from there. Yeah, So I think that you have, we have plenty of stars in this league. I think it would be a really cool thing to experiment with.
0: No, and, and I you know I got to give Adam Silver credit for, for talking that way about it. that is isn't an easy for you to do. It, it is not. <laughs> and, and it's not, I mean, as a person, nothing personal, I, I, I like it. Right. It's nothing, nothing personal at all. Right. It's just like right. we want this game to be as great as it can be and this league to be as great as it can be. I love that he's putting that out there. Now I will say this. I if agree. that's what you want and you want those stories told, well, let's make sure you're giving people access when I say access media people access, You're not using COVID as a way to you know not let people in locker rooms, right? That's kind of still going on with this tiered system that they have, which is a whole other thing um, I can get into. But make it so that the game is accessible, easy to easy for media people to write and tell the kinds of stories that are interesting, right? There's tons of interesting things out there, and we can kind of make that happen uh, as a collective. We have to work together to do it,
1: right? And, and so. Uh... Here's here's a challenge that we have. Um, so two people that I absolutely love to follow uh, in the media are Caitlin Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, who covers the Pacers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Seth Partnow from the Athletic. Who our friend? I, I'm friendly with both people, and um, they're very different. So Seth is a data guy, mm-hmm. and he wrote an article the other day about the Bucks, and you cannot read it and be stupid. Correct. You have to read it twice. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I think he he makes he'll make an offhand comment about um, the success of early transition threes, mm-hmm. uh, and he he made a point of writing that you can't just look at that in a vacuum. You have to right. consider to be to get the privilege of shooting an early possession three, you're already pretty good. Right. His point is you're not you're not going to be allowed to do it if you're a bad shooter mm-hmm. on most teams anyway. That's kind of factored into. Okay, this team's shooting three really, really well, or not defending it really well. Uh, well, maybe they're doing bad defense, or maybe you're just playing against a bunch of teams that have very good shooters who are shooting it early. All, I love that's that's nuance Yes, and it's not so easy to explain. I probably as I probably just proved. Caitlin um, is uh, it really dissects the game in a way I don't. Mm-mm. Maybe it's because I've been around long enough in the media to know. It doesn't do any good to speak a language y'all don't understand, right? <laughs> right? So when I talk to my coaching friends, we talk in a different language right. very commonly. So um, I've been trained well. I've been by editors, you know, like uh, Henry over the years and whatever. Uh, she doesn't have anyone editing her as my guess. I'm fine with that because I can speak her language. Right. And the average person probably can't, except like my favorite writer of all time probably is Christopher Hitchens. I understand one twelfth of what he's writing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love being so stupid because it makes me smarter. Yeah. I read it. I read as many of his books year after year after year just to get smarter and smarter. And so I, I don't, I think we have to have a common ground, but I like, I like I'd rather them err on the side of intellectual capacity mm-hmm. and not ignorance I agree. or just stupidity, yeah. which is what we do sometimes. So we need to make some adjustments in that. Like, I like here's the game. You are my friend, you know, Steve Schambon. Mm-hmm. So Steve has this great game where, this is so great, Gerard, where you, uh, you're given a topic. So, um, so Gerard Hector is an expert on frogs. And so we in the audience have mm-hmm. asked you questions about frogs and you've got to pretend to be a professor on frogs. Ooh, nice. And it's a really great skill to learn how to sound professorial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a certain cadence. Yeah. There's a certain maybe look on your face or whatever. I would love to do that with the guys on TNT mm-hmm. about basketball. Right. Because then everyone's going to realize, oh, these guys know the game extraordinarily well. Of course well. they do. You, have, you would never know that. Right. For the things they talk about on the show, you may laugh, whatever. But the game was different when they played, and it's changed a lot, and they probably aren't up to the the latest terminology, is my guess. But I promise you, there is there is a wealth of knowledge they have that 95% of the viewing public does not does not know that they have. And they don't possess it themselves. And we don't tap into that. Yeah. And I, I I, think it'd be good for us to do. It seems to be working in football. Maybe not. Maybe if they went back to just being clowns, it'd be better. <laughs> I just know that their ratings are really good, right? right? Yeah,
0: it, yeah. It, it works in football. Football fans love that kind of analysis and breakdown. Um, I think, look, again, it's give your audience credit and room to ask questions and teach them, right? They, yeah. they, they want They want to be taught things. About the, I mean, there's a reason they're already watching the game to begin with because they love it, right? right? So teach them about it, right? And we can do that. It's possible. It doesn't all have to be what social media beefs happening, who's getting traded, where. Yes, I know that drives a part, of, and that's fine. You can have that, but also as Henry's always saying, curious. To your point about the Bucks, it's like, but what's, what's what's going on with them though? They've got Brooke and Giannis, and they should be fine defensively. Something's not right. I'm curious why are, why is it not right? And it's like, well. Early on, you might be some noisy data, but also look at these things, right? Give the audience a chance to to learn, and I think again, if you want that information out there, you can find it. But to your point, David, I think we need to make it more accessible, and there's a way you can do it. You mentioned Shenbaum's game, where you can make it digestible. You can do that. I mean, you do it all the time,
1: right? You can make it digestible. I mean, that's what I'm I'm asked to do. That I've been when I joined the media, the the guy who hired me, Patrick Stigman said. The first time you write something that we all know you're fired. That was my editorial mission. <laughs> I had to be smart, like literally just write smart shit. That's what I was told to do. Me and Jeff Weltman were both hired. He chose a different path in life than I did. He's running. The, he's a the president of the magic now. Yeah. Um, I didn't want that path. So, um, but yeah, it takes work and uh, it starts with recognizing. So Adam Silver, it sounds like he recognizes we should do things differently. Now let's see if, what they do about it. Yeah,
0: that's it. We gotta... Don't
1: call me. I don't want to do any games for TV unless we did it for True Hoop. And I could do it for my living room, Ooh. that'd
0: be
1: fine. Yeah, Henry yeah. and i talked about it. I don't think I would do it very often, but yeah, I, I don't I don't enjoy just being a spectator.
0: Yeah, yeah. You 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 want to kind of get into the action role. I like I like up, that I the, I
1: like the role that I have. Yeah, know, yeah. Players, you, yeah.
0: You get to work with these guys and they text you yeah. after games, like, oh coach, this wasn't great. Like, what happened? You're like, well, here are 15 things I saw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's, that's it's, a question for you. So a player yeah. has a bad game. And they text you because you're like, don't text me when you score 50 because everyone wants to. Well,
1: I just 50. tell them I'm the last person you could you need to hear from when right. you score 50. Yeah.
0: So th- they're already feeling a certain kind of way about those. And I'm sure it's different for each player, but they're probably right, already right. feeling down. What is your, I'm sure you don't bombard them right over there. Here are the 90 things you did wrong.
1: <laughs> no, if they're really down, you have, to, you have to recognize that tomorrow's a new day and this is the nature of this game. There's a real, I just talked to an agent just a few minutes ago about a player of his who's really struggling with something. Any one of my—he's not a player I help. Any, he, but he wanted my opinion, and because the agent is someone I really love, I, I'm happy to help. Normally, I would not give out these are. This is my state secrets. Mm-hmm. I get paid for this, um, but I was happy to help him. And he's a great player. Uh, at, at, you know, the doctor first you have to diagnose the problem, and then you come up with the medicine. Right? I had a player really struggling, uh, uh recently, and I sent him like a six o'clock one the next morning after his last bad game, um. A bunch of great plays he made like a calendar a year ago and just said this is who you are i wrote this is who you are um here and then i sent him clips of his current team here's where you didn't do those things but they're there for you you just didn't see them and i i gave an example you're gonna like this Do you ever see the movie swingers mm-hmm. so you remember the scene where john favre is talking to a girl at the bar and he's intimidated because it's la mm-hmm. and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he broke he, he broke up with his girlfriend and he just doesn't know how to talk to her and they're like you're this great big bear with fangs and claws and you, you don't know how to kill the bunny rabbit. <laughs> like you have these fangs and these claws and Vince Vaughn is really doing yeah, it, right? Yeah, you're big it bear, up. man, you're a big bear <laughs> and you're batting the bunny around. You don't know how to kill the bunny rabbit. Very much. What I do is try to help these players know they have fangs and claws. They just got to go kill the bunny. And honestly, sometimes they forget. They do. Mm. They, the Amazing players will forget. How do I kill the bunny? So that's my job. Sometimes they'll know how to do it, and are failing. That's different. Now it's a technical footwork, a fundamental thing, a flaw in their what their mechanics. But I'm telling you, sometimes they just forget how to kill the bunny. And I got to try to teach them how to kill the bunny again. I got to remind them how they used to kill the bunny. Yeah.
0: yeah no, that's... That's good stuff there, people. Look at look at this gold you're getting from Coach Thorpe, man. Sure.
1: That, that is a pretty interesting analogy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, kill the money. I mean, <laughs> any way to get swingers into a podcast <laughs> is is gold. Ah. Gold. Someone get this to Vince Vaughn. It's not just my voice that sounds like or, or my cadence, as everyone always tells me. It's we're talking about his movies on the show.
0: I love it. Uh yesterday, David, we did a a story. On uh, Cam Thomas of uh, yeah. Henry wrote, and we had a conversation. Well, we didn't it. do a story. We, we talked on the phone, on the phone <laughs> and then and then we recorded it, and then Henry, uh, you know, did, did did some more work on that. Yeah. And Travis, and so I watched Cam last night. Cam, by the way, uh, got hurt in the third quarter. I want to say I was at the game. Uh, uh it, it looked it looked bad at the time. Um, he went up for a shot, and PJ uh, Tucker was defending him, and PJ's like a fire hydrant man. That guy's, and I just felt like. PJ's stockiness and weight just like went on top of cam and like hurt him and and come back to that ankle. He's getting an MRI today. We'll find out what the deal is with that. Anyway, I barely have to say, because I said to you, I would watch him defensively and, and just sort of like, huh. And so here's what I see. And I think you'll understand what I mean, David, Mm -hmm. when he's on defense, if his man has the ball, he is trying his best to do whatever he has to do, whatever his defensive assignment is. Once his man gets off, gets rid of the ball and doesn't have it anymore, it's like his brain shuts off on defense. He's just standing around waiting for the the, the opponent's offensive position to end so they can go back on offense and get the ball. When he is on offense and he has the ball, his brain's activated because he's like, all right, I'm going to get to my step back, da, 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 all this stuff. When he doesn't have the ball, same thing on defense. He's just standing there like maybe I'll get the ball and do something. That's what I see.
1: Defense is vegetables to him, and offense is apple pie. Right? <laughs> and uh, so, our job as coaches is to get them to understand you got to eat your vegetables if you want the apple pie. Um, I did, I, it's an interesting observation. The metrics support your observations. He's, he's been better this year, mm-hmm. according to the metrics. Um, and it's always hard when you're small, anyway. It's right. just harder. These guys are so tall, and you're not. It's a problem. He's not tall. Um, but, but you're describing exactly what happens all the time. Uh, we have something, I call this craft where, um, one of ways to show craft in a game is to make your defender think you're not a threat, but in your mind, you're always ready to go. So you have to sell passive passivity, Mm -hmm. but you're ready to activate the millisecond. You see the chance. Uh, sometimes it's dribbling and looking, calling a play, looking around, but the whole time you're looking at the bottom of your eyes, like, how do I, as soon as he stands up, I'm gone. If you overcommits right, I'm going left. It's why you fake sometimes. Get them out of position. Uh, but very often, it's a guy's locked in defensively until you pass the ball. And that's why they're susceptible, like face cuts or backdoor cuts, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, you you have to stay alert all the time. Uh, we teach our offensive players, study your own defender. Don't just find out where the shot blockers are on the other team or the charge takers. Uh, where's the crowd? But also, is your defender looking at you? When they tend to ball watch, either because they're absent minded or because Luca's on the other team, <laughs> you know, or someone like that, mm-hmm. then don't just stand there. Because now they're ready to help and taking you away. You got to relocate or cut. Uh, we talk about being in a stance all the time. Coaches are always the good ones, always being a stance, always ready. I bet those are issues for him too. No doubt. And so teams aren't great at coaching that kind of stuff up, to be honest. Some coaches are, some coaches aren't. Um He's got to get better at that because he can't not mail that in and, and be good. Correct. If he mails it in. He's going to be bad on defense.
0: No doubt about Forever. it. And it's just so interesting. And it, it ties into what, you know, Henry's point of the article is, right? Which is that scoring, and you say it all the time, scoring is one way you impact yep. the outcome of a game. There are a yep. million other ways to do that. And, but also David, with him, it's this thing with the ball, right? You know, coaches, like the ball has energy. Well, for him, that's when he has it, or it's in front of him when that's when the energy is there. But to your point, the minute he doesn't have it on offense or his defender doesn't have it, it's like his brain shuts off. Okay. I'm turned off now. And it's like,
1: what? <laughs> so I, I don't remember who said this. I might've been Bobby Knight. I hate quoting him, but uh, it might've been him. The best, mo- maybe it wasn't him because he really didn't do this very well. The best motivator. What would you guess? What's the best way to catch the player's attention in basketball? Well, uh, playing time. Yep. Especially in the NBA where you can't yell at these guys. Right. So you can raise your voice on occasion. Right. I understand Pop went nuts yesterday <laughs> when they were getting drilled and had a very good second half. They lost by like 70 points over six quarters. He needed to yell. Um, uh, and if he didn't, then somehow they were actually played really hard. Uh, uh, but just sit him down. Every time, and I would just I, I would just have it. Honestly, if I was running that team, uh, as a GM or a head coach, I would tell, that if I was GM, I'd tell the head coach, we have to find an assistant or a manager or an intern and all they're doing is studying Cam. And every time he loses track of his guy on defense, take him out. One minute. Yep. I've done that. I once took a player like four different times and waiting for him to engage, and not defensively, just overall. Very talented, 6'10, big guy. And then he finally woke up and we had like, you know, he had like five dunks. He was great. And I I didn't even yell at him. When I took him out we was in a big national tournament. We won the national championship that year, that summer. I took him out. It was October. I think it's September, September tournament. I took him out. I said, I'm going to keep taking you out until you wake up but I'm not going to yell at you. You have to just decide. I love this kid. I trained him personally. Um, and he didn't, he finally woke up playing time. You can get to him. And if it doesn't, well, they don't really care about winning anyway. Right. Right. And they're never going to, they're always going to disappoint you. Yeah. I think anyway.
0: Yeah, no, uh, uh, that, that's perfect. That, that engagement, like even at this level, right. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible to really see that. Right. Cause you, you know, Obviously, Steph Curry is like the complete opposite example of like the best version of this in every possible way, right? You're like, oh, he's got the ball. Of course, it's right when he's got the ball. But he's, when he gives that ball up, that's when you should probably activate more in your brain, right? Like, holy hell, something's bad's happening. I got to stay glued to this guy.
1: And the genius of the Cuisinart is, it is based on that and, at the same time, concurrently, teammates are always looking for him. Mm-hmm. Where's Steph? Where's Steph? Where's Steph? And – they're reading the arena defense. If Steph is attracting all that gravity, three planets. Right, well, there's only two planets left to guard me. Let's go right, get them. And the rest of four of us. Yeah, yeah. It really shouldn't be rocket science, but humans are complex. <laughs> yeah, but I would think Cam Thomas, who wants to get paid yes. one day, mm-hmm. won't. I, I have no reason to believe he would argue. He's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, we need you're be played now a few years. Mm-hmm. We need you to be locked in far longer and far more often than you're doing right now defensively.
0: Yeah. No. For sure. All right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. Okay, David, um, <laughs> I, had, I was watching, uh, you know, first of all, I'll, I always give you credit because you are so good at this. How you keep track of a million basketball games at once <laughs> beyond me. So I'm at the Nets game. I have
1: five last night. <laughs> so you your, your screens time. up. Four <laughs> screens and a big tablet, you know, college game in the tablet.
0: So I'm at the game. So I have a live game in front of me. I have my laptop up, and I got NBA uh, League Pass on one thing, and I got my phone over here. So th- three games, one live, two on TV, and that's like, oh, my God, what's going on? But I had the Sixers game on, and I was like, oh, what's going on with these Sixers? And, you know, you, you've always been a believer in them regular season-wise. Hey. Um, and I was like, damn it. Are they just going to be another good regular season team? Like they just They seem to kind of fit well. Uh, Joel played well last night. Maxie played well. They beat Boston. Joel's been
1: playing yes, well. He, uh, well like, yes, he... Did he lead the league in scoring? Yes, yes, I believe he does.
0: Um, he... Or he might... Mitchell might be ahead of him by game, be like a point or two. Um, check that. Check check my fact on that. I'm looking but right now. He's, he's, he's got... He's, he's, right, he's right up there. Um,
1: yeah, number one, 31.7. Okay. And what's... what's uh, mi- Luke is... Uh, him all oh. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke is all the way down at 30.7. Luke is at 31.5 because the way... Uh Toronto really defended him well. They last did,
0: night. and they did. Yeah, he was yeah. he was not efficient last night. Which, no. by the way, that we'll get back to Philly in a minute. That when you're yeah. talking to your players about defending guys, that's what it is, yeah. right? You're never gonna Luca's gonna score his 30. The question is, how many possessions did it take him to get those 30?
1: I mean, everyone's different. The way you I I I've helped players have to guard Luca, you, you have to understand that he's gonna make circus shots and you can't let it affect you. You can't let it change what you're doing in terms of being overly aggressive. And now you're just fouling him. And that's all he really wants. He was going to the free throw line. Why wouldn't he? Because then you can't guard him. Um, you got to keep him guessing. I think my secret is I try to get my guys to get to make their defense, make their offensive players not know for sure what you're going to do. Is he always going to force me into the screen? Is he always going to force me against the screen? Is he always going to force me left or right? Or is he going to close me out hot? Is he going to dive? Is he going to jump when I fake or shoot? Like, I, I just want to try to get in the brain a little bit. It's easier said than done for sure um but luca can be guarded it helps to be really tall and long and strong (laughs) agile yeah not a lot of those guys (laughs) but um yeah you got to try to keep them guessing you can't just let them if you're predictable they're gonna murder you yeah for sure and
0: do all the time it's one of the greatest players in the world all right back to philly so they won that game against boston um boston you know philly kind of you know as they often do made some boneheaded plays late and got boston back in the game but philly was able to close it out and after the game um nick nurse had a, and Joel both had a couple of comments. Nick Nurse said, I, "I like this group a lot. They play hard, they play together and they're fun to be around right now." And Joel said, "There are no egos. Guys just like being around each other." And I was like, "Well, you're clearly talking about James Harden, um, subterfuge. Very very clear. Not 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 so not so hidden there, guys. But what is the value of that, David, of enjoying coming to work and as we said in the beginning, not having to worry about this cloud hanging over your head?"
1: I mean, I think a lot. Yeah, it's uh, every uh, player sometimes can be more effective than others. Um, I would think for Joel, at least he has some idea what the path is going forward now. You know, Tyrese, too, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, Nick Nurse also mm-hmm. and the coaching staff. It's just it's a it's a weight off their shoulders. Uh, it, it allows them to focus better. It's not what do we do now and then later? No, just what do we do now? But later, later is really unpredictable whereas before you kind of knew it was coming um and we've seen nick do this mm-hmm. in toronto mm-hmm. and and there was a honeymoon there mm-hmm. and they won a championship helped have Kawhi, but he's got Joel, yeah. you know and max is pretty good
0: very hey, good. very very
1: good so yeah they um I, I think i had a maybe top three in the east this year i don't remember but um uh yeah they're Joel's a when he's your when you're starting with him, it's unfair. Yeah. And I you know, I wrote this article about Wemby and Shet and, and how they dance as players. Um, Joel does too, but they're doing it as rookies. Right. And that that's what's uncommon is they're already doing it because of what they've been doing with guys like Joel and Jokic. It took it took a while for them to kind of be allowed to do it. Uh, but now he's at the full powers of his game. And he's an extraordinary player to watch. I think anyway. He he is a
0: master, and he is such a load. He's so big,
1: and he's strong. he's like, he's huge. He's the size of an offensive lineman oh plus a foot taller, and Jesus. and moves so like yeah, a tight end. He does, and skilled, so oh, so skilled, really skilled, and defensively he's a presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously. So yeah,
0: they they're so good, and so Philly now, you know, and I think David too. So while the highs of a Harden are not there, you have Covington, Nick Batum, you have, Pat, have all these that's other guys that just seem to, and it's cliche to say, but just fit their roles better. Right. And they know what to do. Our job, well, that's is the key to defend. You just rebounds. That's great. Like, and get Joel the ball. Like we, that's right. That's what we're doing. Or get Maxie, get right. Run our offense. That's what we're supposed to do. And not all this other stuff. And that, that matters. Right. Like,
1: you know, I was telling someone, um, so I, I've told you, I have a brother who's a, a radiologist and and all he does is read scans and he's a machine. And I was telling my, I was telling my wife this, because um, she was asking, how are you doing? Like, you're so busy. And I said, I know what I have to do. I'm, I can just be a machine now. I just, I'm doing, I'm sending out 50 to 100 clips before you probably have breakfast in the morning, because I'm up <laughs> an old man, I'm up early. <laughs> uh, and when I'm done with this, I'll have one phone call with a, a player and then, I'm watching clips and breaking things down and sending them out. Um, it's not a hard life. I know what I'm supposed to do. For these guys, they know what they're supposed to do. Like they're not ascending anymore. They're happy to hang on. I got this big motherfucker to play with. He's really good. You know, when I can throw him the ball and I get an assist like 65% of the time, right? When I get beat off the dribble, that dude's behind me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, those Those veterans, that's where it's really nice to have the veterans uh they they all That's why LeBron liked them. Is you know exactly what you're getting. It might be oatmeal, it might be vanilla. Those are important oatmeal is pretty, pretty important for a healthy diet, sure right? It is. Uh when you've got Joel NB, when you've got Tyrese Maxi. And Tobias Harris is mm-hmm. is still a good player. Playing well, I'm a fan. Yeah. I think um there's a lot of uh consistency. There's a reliability. Mm-hmm. These are these are not words to use with rookies. Watch Grady Dick. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I'm not picking on him. No, I'm writing about the rookies right. very soon. I liked him coming out. I think he has a chance, just a chance. There's no guarantees here, but it is, he's in the middle. He is the squirrel in the middle of a freeway. Everything's a thousand miles an hour and people keep running over his tail. I mean, yeah, and I don't know if he's made a shot yet. Maybe he has. I'm going to look right now. I'm telling you. No,
0: you're right because when I watch, I'm like, "Damn,
1: has he made a shot?" You're right. I have watched the Raptors play a good amount, and I swear to you, I don't remember. There's no way he hasn't made a shot this year, but I'm telling you, I haven't seen one. Ate a lot. I saw preseason, but I've not seen him make a shot. And again, there's no way that's true. But I'm like, I'm looking. So anyway, it's just so fast for him. Yeah. So okay, so I wasn't too off this month. He's ten. He's two. Of 15, he did he did do better in October. He I didn't watch him in October. He made seven in October. He's made nine for the season. Okay. Yeah, nine for 33. Oh, there you go. Um, five of 21 from three. So he's made four non-threes. It's just, like I said, squirrel mm-hmm. around cars. Not a good thing. It's tough. But the game hopefully will slow down for him. Um, do you see He's the opposite of Robert Covington and those guys?
0: Well, for sure. Do you Game's see tactically, cause you know, you're, you, you were critical of doc last year. Do you see Nick doing different things with them uh, than doc was doing last year in terms of all, I've not floor? really
1: studied that, but I'm a hundred percent sure that he is. I also think you had a real disconnect between doc and Embiid and James. Mm-hmm. And I said this on our show. If you remember the, uh, NBA, uh, NBA TV was at the Philly mm-hmm. facility. And they were making a big deal of Doc lecturing James. Mm -hmm. And I think you asked me what I thought. And I said, I think it should have been the other way around. I think James should have been telling Doc, here's what we should do. Nothing against Doc, but that's what kind of intellect James has. And he's right there on the court all the time. And I think that's what happened during the year mostly. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it. He did win MVP. Didn't deserve it. Should have been number two. But still, he was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, they're doing – I'm sure they're running – I've seen them enough – where they're running some Raptors stuff. They do a vertical weave that's pretty nice. Not with Joel, but um, mostly it's get the ball to Joel when we need to, I'm sure, and, and then let him play.
0: And that works pretty yeah. well.
1: <laughs> that's they pretty, pretty go. good offense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. At the top of the show, you had mentioned an article that Seth wrote um, about the Bucks um, and early season trends. And one of the things that's hard, David, is that, which is why data is important, but so are uh, coaches' eyes like yours. Early in the season, data tends to be a little bit noisy, right? Because we just don't, we don't have enough of a sample size. Well,
1: yet. Let's give an example of that. I want to give a very clear example. Mm-hmm. So if I'm studying the Raptors metrics, OK, I, I, I OG's numbers are off the charts. But they played a game in Chicago this year. One of eight, I think they played. Uh, maybe right when I say I mean, it has not a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And um, they were winning big. OG got hurt. They gave up a huge lead and lost. Mm -hmm. OG never played again. And so his numbers look even better Mm -hmm. because he... Now, maybe they wouldn't have lost so badly had he played. But they did. The bottom line is he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And so all these other guys see their numbers suffer. And so this is why this small sample size... uh, you You could start out two for 17, three of 15 from three... By the end of the year, you can still shoot 40%. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but right now, you look like a bad shooter. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to be a bad shooter. Right. Yeah.
0: And so, Just, you know, it, it's, it's important to note that. Um, And so, there's <laughs> been questions about the Bucks defense we talked a little bit about. I mean, some, some of it, Seth explained in his article, right, where they're on those above the break threes, the opponents are shooting above league, league average against them, right? The likelihood is that that probably won't sustain the rest of the, uh, of the year, right? There might be some coming back to earth. But as you said earlier, why are they getting so many above the break threes um, against this very good defense, right? So these are things we're looking at. So when you texted in our group chat this morning, I was looking at Dame's on-off numbers and you said, scary. And I was like, oh, do you want to talk about the Bucks? You said, yes. <laughs> so there's some data out there. What are you saying? And I don't know if you saw this. There's a clip. I know you didn't see this. There's clips floating around on uh, of one of the recent games, not the last one, but maybe game before. And I mean, Dame's been bad at this, but David, like, Dying on a screen is not even a, a, a great way to describe it. Like, uninterested in even approaching the screen. Screen's coming, and I'm just going to stop moving. And it was just
1: not pretty. Ooh, I did not see that. No. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he aspires to start dying on screens. <laughs> yes. That would be progress. <laughs> that would be progress. Um, well, his, his on-off numbers are atrocious. Yeah, they're getting murdered when he's on the court. And that was after last night. I saw the stats today. That was after last night. And they won where he yeah. and he was important he didn't shoot great but he was important so yeah just you you don't typically see that big a swing from really struggling to doing very well and they need him to do very well there is a total you know same same as Harden Harden in LA it would be easier for James Harden to go to a team without all the stars because then he could just do his things let everyone space out and play he could be the system in a sense mm-hmm. he's joining a system himself and and there's going to be a feeling out process same as in milwaukee and it's a new coach Mm -hmm. so it'd be different if bud was still there and you could plug game into that system everyone knows Mm -hmm. it's all different now and uh it's you know for a team that i thought should have traded all their great players and just loaded up with young players and picks they went the opposite way they need to get much much better we'll see they play indiana tonight yeah who's really scoring well and not defending. We'll see how it goes.
0: Indiana races like mofos.
1: And that's not good from Milwaukee based on Cesar's article. They (laughs) give up a lot of threes in transition. Correct. Uh, And Indiana flies, man.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Um, Yes, that will be interesting. And in that game last night, Giannis was tossed out. yeah second technical foul after doing the too small taunt. like like what are we doing i i will well i don't want to steal your thunder because there's an article david's writing coming soon about officiating um oh, yeah. I, I just like what are we doing like yes it's a but it's supposed to be fun and entertaining if he does the too small thing who cares like let's just keep this game moving why are we stopping it to do this
1: nonsense i i respect your opinion <laughs> But I care. <laughs> However, if you don't warn the players ahead of time, right. then you're wrong. Right. I am not aware that they've been told you can't do the too small yeah, talk. I don't think that was a thing.
0: Maybe it was. I don't I, remember. I, I hate
1: it. You don't like it. I, I, I you don't like it. any of
0: that stuff, though. That's your... I don't.
1: Right. I, I, I don't mind if you talk. In fact, I, I like talking. I, I mean, on the court, not just in general. And if talking shit gets you fired up, I'm fine with that. The, the cameras don't really know what you're saying. Uh, what I what I'm very mindful of, and I, I again, you're right. I'm not. It really shouldn't matter. I I, I grant you that, but I do know that it, all that trickles down. Mm. And so I really I really feel for the high school players mm-hmm. and lower. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit. My son's only 22. Right. I just was and I still am involved with other players who have kids in high school. Um, they're still doing it and i just no you're yeah. 15 years old <laughs> like, like can you learn how to fucking make your bed properly <laughs> can you learn right. how to throw a proper entry pass post entry i literally <laughs> I, I had i had a player whose dad was had been in the coast guard serving the coast guard and he called us once and said we his mom called the wife called we need help um, my his name is kenny kenny he just won't make his bed this is a terrific young man very good player high school player and they knew that if we talk to Kenny and say you're in trouble mm-hmm. if you don't start making your bed he'll make his bed because we can hold him accountable ways that parents can't right. typically. Yep, and he did proud to say he did start making his bed. Um, like can we can we let him do that and not do the too small shit? I don't I don't like that. The, if if it wasn't in a vacuum if it was in a vacuum I don't care what the players do. Right. I don't think it affects the pros too much. Yeah, it damn. might on occasion, but like they'll they'll do some. Like they do some, there's gamesmanship. Oh, for like sure. you, you'll see guys bumping into a, like a, a, a player that I helped was about to shoot two free throws in an important part of the game. And right before he did it, one of the other teams, very, very, very good players, bumped him a little bit. I didn't even ask my player what he said, <laughs> but he said something, but he bumped him. And I saw my player react. And then literally you could watch, he probably, that wasn't me, probably had a sports psychologist teach him how to handle his emotions. <laughs> he kind of went into a trance and then knocked in two free throws just fine. But that bump wasn't accidental. Yeah. I have no problem with that. The too small thing. I, I'm not arguing with you. He should not have been kicked out of a game. Right. It's just It should be more of, it, let's let's not, we're trying to celebrate. That isn't celebrating. But at the end of the day, it's not that big a deal. And fans did pay to watch Giannis play.
0: Sure enough. Sure enough. He went
1: like he, went like he fouled somebody that way. Uh,
0: I, I'm sure the refs got a, a note from. Uh... <laughs> I think you're probably
1: right. <laughs> And maybe someone gets scratched from them walking in. You know,
0: listen, coach. guys, this happens. Referees are graded after games and they are often talked to by superiors in the league about you maybe what? shouldn't have done this.
1: <laughs> is it definitely the case that that's why you got the tech?
0: Uh, the too small? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why.
1: Everyone's too small, Giannis. You can do it well, every the,
0: time. It's, I mean, come <laughs> on. What are we doing? Everyone's too small. Like, it's just. Right. And, and also, like, it, it is sports. Like, let's put it in proper context. At the end of the day it's supposed to be fun and entertainment. Like this yeah, is not world issues. Like, so, so, you know,
1: so here, here's my challenge to any players who anyone ever be listening to this. The too sh- small thing has been done to death. Let me see a too slow. Oh, I like that. Let me see that. <laughs> Show me what too slow looks like. That'd be cool. Less. Not skilled enough. <laughs> that I'd like. I like, right? it. I like it. Yeah. Too short. Whatever. We already
0: know that. What everyone does that one. Right. Um, Okay, uh, Denver Nuggets, David, um, they are going to be without Jamal Murray uh, for the rest of the month, it looks like. I've been,
1: yeah, Reggie Jackson's been starting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Which, of course, means if Reggie Jackson's starting, that now means that somebody else on the roster has to get bumped up into that back, right? Whenever an injury happens, it's not a vacuum, right? Everyone gets shoveled up one run higher, right? And they got to do more than what they were expecting to do, what the team wanted them to do, et cetera. One of the things you said at the beginning of the season was you're concerned about Denver's bench. You know, the starting five is excellent. I got to see what this bench does. Well, this injury to Murray is kind of going to force Malone's hand in a way. Now, if he panics, which as you've noted, he often does, he might. He could play Reggie Aton and then, right? And so
1: all the veterans more. All the starters more. He
0: could totally do that. But so far it seems like Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, uh Colin Christian, Brown. Uh, Christian Braun, uh Colin Gillespie. I might be screwing up his name, but the, the other uh young point guard is getting a ton of ton of burn on that team. Yeah. He's playing yeah. them right now. So that's good. And that wasn't a game last night against the Warriors. Um, that, you know, he could have easily panicked when the Warriors tied the game, as we've seen many teams do and said, Oh, whatever, let's just go back to putting everybody in. But he he let them play. And That's important, I think, for their development as the season goes on.
1: I think so. The bench units for every team matter. To me, anyway, they matter. And, um, yeah, there's no no doubt that Denver has the starting lineup to win a championship again, for sure. I mean, there's no question of that.
0: There was something also, you know, we we talked about Cam Thomas and, you know, learning about all the other things in a game that you need to work on. And I don't. I, I'm putting you on the spot. So you probably hadn't. Yes, it is Gillespie. See, I knew who I was oh, talking Colin about. Gillespie. Yeah, Colin Gillespie. Look at that. Yeah. See, not getting too old yet, David. Um, I feel like that's a personal. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. Um, you know, a player who similarly frustrates Henry is Michael Porter Jr. Right, one who is very much score first and doesn't do a whole lot of other, other stuff. David, um, as you know, he's one of my favorite players. Tall guys who can shoot. I like what I'm seeing from him. On the other side of the floor defensively, um, he's certainly engaged. He, I mean, his first figure is he t- talked about Cam Thomas once, a, I mean, lost, just hanging out, like, I don't know, just waiting to get the ball on offense so I could jack, jack a three again. But he's playing better now and he's rebounding. And at that size, th- that alone, right? If you're coaching him, you'd be like, look, you may never be all defensive, but you're six foot 10, dude.
1: Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Take out the man. <laughs> You're never going to be all defensive. I mean, let's just be fair. Yes, there's correct. a lot of good defensive correct. players. You're never going to be. You can't defensive. play like him offensively. He's right. never going to be a great defensive player, but he needs to be decent.
0: And you're six ten, so that should make you decent just on yeah. size alone.
1: And he can move. Yes. And, and I just love what I'm yeah. seeing
0: from him. And with Murray being out, he's going to have to take on a little bit more of the scoring role. And what I when I watched him, that'll be fine for him. Oh, <laughs> he has no problem with that. But what I liked about it, David, is I saw a maturity in him. Year one or year two, this happens. He is literally Michael never swing the rock Porter Jr. I'm Jack in every shot I see. He's playing within the flow. He's not he's swinging it again. He, and once he swings it, he doesn't stand there. He cuts and moves.
1: I'm like growth, which, as you say, players are allowed to mature. It can happen. I think. I think it probably <laughs> has really helped having Jokic well, as his teammate. Yes, yeah. because not a lot of people can intimidate him or, or pressure him to playing the right way. But Jokic can, even without even trying, just because he so obviously does all the time. And uh, I, I I have a feeling, playing in these important games like he did last year, playing with that dude for years now, has probably left an impact. And um, that's good for Denver, yes. because he's a you know, very talented player, uh, can be a very good rebounder.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got like uh, eight matters. boards last night, I want to say. Yeah, it, it matters you, mm-hmm. when
1: he rebounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be if, if like Cam Thomas, be net neutral on defense with that offense, that's good. But at 6'10, he can be better than net neutral. Absolutely can be. And maybe he has been before. Mm-hmm. He's been really a roller coaster, mm-hmm. if I remember right, yep. defensively. He's he maybe he's back on his way up and needs to kind of steady, stay up there.
0: Uh a play last night that maybe think of you when you're like, well, just because you're not gonna get the rebound doesn't mean you should stand it. Don't let the other guy get it. He had a great yeah. box out. He just he he talled up, used that big frame, and blocked. So Aaron Gordon gets, I'm like,
1: look at Michael Borders Jr. growth. This is amazing. So yeah, just give people an idea of what I'm looking at there. So when I if I'm watching a player that I that I help, uh, and he is helping and recovers back, and a shot is taken, and his big man especially, that's you know as a helper as a big, you're coming back, and he's got position in front of the rim. And when my players just stand behind and hope the ball does come right to the guy they're guarding, I get really mad. You got to fucking fight to make sure that guy doesn't get the easy tip, tock or tip in. And if you can't, as you're fighting them, if you can't keep him getting a finger on it, be aggressive in defending it some as you're tipping it up and knock it off the board, knock it away, whatever. Sometimes you see players tip their own ball, and that's what they're really trying to do is get it away from the bad guys. Um, normally, they don't knock it in. They're going to go. You got to fight it. And I love players that do that, just like I love guards. I've seen a couple recently where uh, their big is helping and they're in position to have to crack back to take out the big. And they do it. And they're half the size. You know, block out Kelly Olenek when you're a Mm. 6'4 guard, whatever, or Jalen Dern or whomever. The guards that aren't afraid to get dirty that way, I love those guys Mm -hmm, mm because they're going to get beat up. Yeah, But you got to fight. You can't just sacrifice it. The, hoping is not a strategy. And a lot of a lot of rebounders hope, yeah. oh, man, I can't get to the – I mean, they did nothing wrong with being out of position to block out. They were helping. They recovered back. You can't just hope. you got to bring the fight every second of that and make it tough.
0: I mean, that's Kyle Lowry, right? Prime Kyle Lowry in a nutshell.
1: For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's anyone that has positive plus minus is doing stuff like that. I yeah. guarantee it.
0: For sure. All right, David. It is time. Top five. All right. All you, right. You go first. Number
1: five. I'm wondering if I, – I think you're going to have this team in there. Okay. They're at number five for me. Okay. They have two losses. Okay. They'd have one if Le- if Jaden McDaniel was healthy. Oh,
0: oh, oh, I got them in there.
1: <laughs> I got Minnesota at five. Okay. And they could be higher. Okay. But they would have one loss. They lost to Toronto when I say first game of the season. Yes. Jayden didn't play. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are, like I've been saying now, they're defensively monstrous.
0: Beat Denver, beat Boston. I'm Boston. Um, yeah. And I'm going to get to them in a minute because they're not my five. The Golden State Warriors are my number five team.
1: Yeah. I got them at four.
0: At yeah. four? For the first time ever for me, those same timber puppies that you just mentioned. Yep. David, they're yep. legitimate defensively. And what I'm looking forward to seeing from them, they have
1: – training. training Carlton <laughs> Is that what you said? I that mean, what you said? I mean, listen, we've been saying that for a little while now. I'm uh, just, say, I'm just saying, they he's might not playing great now. They're winning it. He
0: isn't. They might listen. Uh, uh, and by the way, Rudy, guess what? Still anchoring very good defenses. Um, they have a one of those two game series coming up where you play. Um, yeah, the Same tonight. team. Yep. Sunday and yeah. Tuesday. They are going to Golden State. Uh, so they play San Antonio Friday, Golden State Sunday, and then again on Tuesday. The reason why? Because I want to see that defense against the Cuisinart. Yeah. When you got the Steph Curry pick and roll, I want to see Jaden McDaniels and whoever else, Rudy, whatever, I want to see them, to that we made earlier, getting, using those big arms to make that pass difficult for Curry now. Like, no, 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 you're not getting this pass by us. I want to see how they do against that test. They pass the Denver and Boston test, elite offenses. I want to see what you do against that specific test. So I'm excited to see them against the, the Warriors this weekend. Number three for you.
1: I have uh, Nick Nurse's team. Woo! I've got the Sixers. They're really good.
0: Well, because you know me, David, I'm a prisoner of the moment. Since they lost to the Celtics last night, I'm making making the Celtics number three. They get they get bumped down and rung.
1: Did Boston beat Philly
0: last night? Uh Philly, though. No, Philly beat Boston. So because of that, Philly's yeah. three and I mean Boston's three oh, and Philly oh, will be two. Oh, got it. Yes,
1: got it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have Boston at two. Yes, I, I, don't I don't care about any one game. Yes, and
0: yeah, I and I put yeah. Philly at two because they beat yeah, them. Yeah, right I get
1: night. it. They beat them. Yeah.
0: And then number one, two. of course. So we,
1: we both have Denver. Yes. Yeah. Denver is, yeah, they're rolling. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm impressed that we have it, the
1: same five.
0: We always have the same five. I'm impressed yeah. that, I mean, it's early, but that, you know, championship hang, hangover is a thing, right? Like, as you always say, human nature is, yeah. we won, we're good. And I said, remember I said in the preseason, I said, I'm going to be curious because they got some really big, quote unquote, big games on their schedule early. Denver has seemed to wait. They could have easily been like, oh, Warriors are coming back? Whatever. Take their foot off the gas. They didn't. I'm again. This doesn't. I'm not saying that means they're going to win the championship. So far,
1: so good. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah look- they got to develop their depth still, but yeah, they're pretty damn impressive. And Jokic is a quality. Let's just say he's a quality player. <laughs> I mean, he might be MVP again. What are, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I would, nothing was would surprising.
0: That guy. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Take care.